You're listening to Cam's Talk, a podcast brought to you by the service users and professionals from East London NHS Foundation Trust. A podcast where you can hear us discuss, debate and challenge issues around child and adolescent mental health in the UK. everyone and welcome to another episode of Cam's Talk. Today I'm going to be your host rather than Nikki. I've got some very big boots to fill but my name is Ashlyn Callahan, and I am a service user participation worker for Bedfordshire and Luton Camps. And the reason that I'm hosting today is because the topic that we'll be discussing is really close to my heart both professionally and personally. And that topic is the benefits on mental health of physical exercise. Um, So we're going to have a little talk about the sudden pressure to start exercising more as soon as a lockdown is announced and how actually it can be a lot more challenging, especially when that lockdown is in January. And we're going to talk about the different options that are available for exercise at the moment, um, some of the pros and some of the cons of those. And we're going to go on to talk about the benefits of physical activity more generally and our physical and mental health. Um, And then we're going to talk a little bit about the READY trial. So it's a lot to discuss. And as such, we've got a lot of guests joining me. So we'll do some introductions. Um, I'm going to start with you, Sam. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Sam. I take part in the Young Minds Yoga and I enjoy running and swimming. I'm 16 and I'm a CAM service user. Great. Thanks, Sam. Uh, Molly, do you want to go next? Hi, I'm Molly. I'm 16 and I'm an ex-service user. I work with CAMS Participation Group. Thank you, Molly. Um, Rachel, would you like to go next? Hello, I'm Rachel Monton and um, I'm a Level 4 sports coach and I run the yoga for the CAMS um, Young Mind Session. And I also do other yoga um, and chair yoga for the Bedford Sport Live scheme with Bedford Borough Council. Lovely. Thank you, Rachel. Um, Rob, would you like to go next? Hiya, um, thanks for having me. I'm Rob Lindsay. I work for Bedford Borough Council Sport Development Team. Um, I coordinate the um, the online activity programme at the moment. Um, it, it included mindful sport um, and also the Young Minds Yoga that we're talking about today. Um, I'm 33 and pleased to be here. Fantastic, thank you, Rob. And I know you've also participated in our Men's Mental Health podcast before, so you're returning. So obviously we're not that bad Um, and it's great to have you back. Thank you. Jade, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, yep, I'm Jade and I work for Team Beds and Luton, which is the active partnership for Bedfordshire. Uh, I'm the Satellite Club Link Officer uh, and essentially I lead on uh, all projects, kind of children and young people. Fantastic. Thanks, Jade. And last but certainly not least, Claire, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, I'm Claire. I work at the University of Hertfordshire and I'm a clinical trial manager, specifically managing the READY trial, which is looking at um, using exercise as a treatment for depression in young people. This is my first podcast, so I'm very happy to be here. It's really great to have you. Thanks, Claire, for joining us. Um, So what we really could start with is this, um, this pressure to suddenly start exercising more in lockdown and how actually it's it can be a lot more challenging to be exercising in in those circumstances um what kinds of things have people people found difficult about exercising in lockdown um sam do you want to start 
in lockdown, it's been really hard to access exercise facilities for swimming and exercise. And with it being winter, cold and dark outside, this has added to a lack of exercise for everyone, I think. I know we have exercise videos and exercise favorites, but this is not so interactive and not like a real live class. Yeah, definitely. Has anyone else found found some of those challenges? I know I personally have found it a lot more difficult um, to keep exercising because I, like a lot of people at work, a kind of nine to five, maybe sometimes later job. And it's always cold and dark when I finish work. So the idea of going out for a run, which is like one of my favourite things to do, just seems a lot less appealing. And also it feels a lot less safe as well going out as a young woman on my own running the streets in the dark. Just there feels like there's a slight risk to it. Um, and I started running in the first lockdown in a glorious sunny March and I would get up every morning and go and have all of that daylight time to be running in. Um, so I've definitely found that more difficult in this lockdown. Molly? Yeah, I completely agree with you there. I know that with the first lockdown, it was so easy to get in daily exercise with it being sunny so often. It was so lovely and hot and it was nice to go out for like family walks and, and runs in the morning when the sun was just rising and it was nice and chilled out whereas this time it's a lot more difficult with the snow and the rain and it's always dark and cold and yeah like you said the the nine to five job by the time you finish it's already pitch black and it and it does feel pretty dangerous to go outside like that especially alone and it's, it's pretty vulnerable yeah definitely thanks molly and i'm wondering jade um, if that's the kind of things that you've been hearing, because I know you've been doing a lot of research into this, not all of it's completed, so I know you haven't been able to analyse all of the data. Um, but what what kind of responses have you been getting when you talk to young people about exercising at the moment? Yeah, so we've been hearing, you know, Team Beds and Luton launched a survey uh, towards the end of November last year, um, and it was focusing on children and young people's kind of motivations, barriers and challenges to, to get involved in sport and physical activity. And, you know, and that's changed massively due to the, the ongoing pandemic. Um, and we looked at we're looking at kind of um, how their activity habits have changed from the first lockdown to kind of, you know, the second one in November to, to where we are now. Uh, and as you say, we, we've not quite finished collating those. You know, we had a really good response, we had over a thousand responses. Um, but we're hoping the data that we get from it will help kind of shape uh, projects moving forward across Luton and Bedfordshire. And, you know, we understand it's really important to get young people's kind of views and opinions and from the survey so far we've we've seen that kind of 71 percent of, of young people are less active um during this period um so as soon as we've got the findings for those obviously we'll, we'll share it and i think that'll be really useful and coming out of the the first lockdown a lot of it was around um young people not having access to extra curriculum sessions when they went back to school um Obviously, the schools were very challenging for schools and just focusing on their kind of education and getting them in in schools was difficult enough. So extracurriculum probably wasn't didn't kind of go back. Uh, and on a personal level, I play football myself and I've taken up running since the first lockdown. And similar to you, Ashling, I found it quite difficult, actually, um, going out when it's dark and um 
you know running by yourself it's can be quite daunting so yeah I'm on board with the challenges you're facing. Well thanks Jade that's really interesting to hear um, and I think one of the other things that that I when I'm thinking about lockdown at the moment and trying to exercise one of my my favorite things to do was going to the gym um, and I'm just thinking how limited our options are at the moment when it comes to to exercise what do you think Claire? Yeah, so I relied a lot on um, before lockdown. A lot of my exercise was built into my daily activities itself. So walking to work, walking in between buildings when I'm going to meetings, just getting out lunch time. And the fact that I'm now having to work at home now means that that has been take, taken away. Uh, so the just the natural things that I was doing uh, have been taken away rather than be doing a planned session um, like um, sort of sports after work. Um, I, so I'm, I'm finding that difficult to keep up all of the activity that I used to do on a daily basis. But now I'm pretty much confined to a house um, where I don't get up and move as much. Yeah, I completely agree with you there, Claire. Um, and I personally, I'm a volunteer in a primary school. And so a lot of my daily activity is my walk in the morning from home to school which takes me about half an hour. So it's perfect time to listen to any podcast. <laughs> it's my it's my daily podcast period where I get to just listen and chill and walk on my own. And especially during December as well, it's been pretty cold and wet, but that hasn't put me off at all. But now that the new January lockdown's been put into place, I can't go into school anymore. So just like you working from home and I'm not getting out anywhere near as much as I was when I was walking to school every day. And it, it really does have a huge impact that often goes unnoticed. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think you're right there, Molly. It's something that's, that goes unnoticed because, you know, I knew we were going to do this podcast and we'd be talking about this. And it's something that I hadn't even thought of, um, you know, and I used to kind of go out of my way to use the stairs when I would go into work and all of those little things that, um just make the difference to the amount of exercise that you get into the day so um, as well as there being a less kind of classes and options like that at the gym there's just less options in general isn't there Rachel did you have something to add yeah I just um, just listening to everybody and, and nodding in agreement because I hear and feel and empathize exactly what everybody's feeling not only am I a yoga teacher and you know sports coach but I'm a parent as well of two teenagers who are going through exactly what Molly and Sam are going through so I'm kind of trying to see it from from my teenage children's point of view as well so what we do and we try to do it not always but we set a time in the day we look at the forecast so start looking at weather forecast and have a look when that time of day it's going to be sunny or the brightest because that's always maybe a window you can get out and the other thing I invested in was a pedometer and because I can't run as much either now, um, my knees won't allow it, being a bit older, I can walk. So I bought a pedometer, which has been a great little investment, so that when I go out walking, I can say, well, I've done two miles today, and tomorrow I'll do two and a half, or I'll do three at the weekend when I'm not teaching. So that's been a really good goal. So having a look at when it's sunny in the day, if you can get out and you're not on a meeting, and using that window of opportunity when it's most light, because, of course, we know that the more sunlight we get, the more it lifts our spirits, our mood, and it's good for our skin and, you know, just general well-being. And then the pedometer, as I say, um, and that's been great. We've also invested in wellies, so we can go out in all weather, even ice, snow, mud, and trust me, there's a lot of mud where I live, 
Um, so just those few things. I'm just trying to turn it around and say, rather than, oh, I can't do this and I can't do that, well, what can I do for 30 minutes? Could I go out? And, and for me, like I say, my Wellington boots and my pedometer have almost been motivational in saying, well, I can't run three miles today, but I can walk two. Um, just just that sort of helped me and my kids. And they're both 17 and 16, you know, and haven't been able to get out um, because school and college is obviously closed. So I really get what Sam um, and Molly are saying, but also equally from a sports coach perspective, just some of the things you can do that may help. I completely agree with you there, Rachel. Um, I know last summer when it was lovely and sunny and bright, I am... Um, I got an Apple Watch um, as a gift from my parents for making it through high school and still staying sane. Um, and that has been a saviour for me as well. I like, like I was saying about walking to school in the morning, I would like to time my walk, see how far I walked and how long it took me. And I know recently, with it being so dreary and wet, and I am still going out walking, um, really is a way of socialising because obviously there's not much else you can do with other people other than go out for a walk so we do go out for a walk and recently I've invested in roller skates um so soon we will be going out on roller skates as well um and I know we will go out with the aim of walking to say one shop just to get a bottle of drink or a chocolate on the way and that will be our sort of of reason for the walk but we'll actually end up walking for four hours and we get home and it's like oh we just walked 10k I mean how did that happen you just get so carried away you don't realize how much you enjoy it until you're doing it and then it's like why don't I do this more often (laughs) that's brilliant yeah it's funny you say that Molly because apparently I read in the paper the other day that sales of rollerblades and roller skates have gone up like 80 90 percent I love to hear that. That's, that's, that's so good. That's something that I absolutely loved doing when I was like 10, 11 years old and I've completely forgotten about. But it just shows how we're all thinking outside the box at the moment when it comes to sports and physical activity and not doing the things that we usually would do. Um, Rob, did you have something you wanted to share? Yeah, I was just going to um, gonna say that's really good advice from, from Rachel and, and Molly there. And I've really emphasise with, with yourself and Claire at how hard it's been through lockdown, um, trying to stay active and, and having, you know, I'm really pleased to be working, but working from home means there's times when you can't get a lot of exercise done and um, running a lot of the different online sessions. We were having a coffee group the other day and everyone was talking about different activities that they'd been doing and walks and things. And I looked at my uh, steps counter on my phone and I'd done 11 steps. So it must have been uh, <laughs> a trip to the coffee machine and back twice, I think, in a little flat and just in one room. So um, realising how little I've really been doing and, um, yeah, trying to get out and walk and listen to a podcast or something is a really good advice. So I think, um, yeah, routine for me has been something I've been trying to get the hang of really the longer things have gone on. Each lockdown, trying to establish a time of day that I'll go out for a walk, even 15 minutes, just just there and back and, and that kind of thing to keep some sort of routine, I think is quite a good idea. Yeah, that, I think that's some really good advice, Rob. And I think it's really important that we're all here you know, we're all kind of working in the kind of physical activity is related somehow. And we are all struggling with it. And I think it's really important that we're discussing this because there's so much pressure to be to be active at the moment. And it seems like everyone else is. Um, 
so yeah I just feel like it's it's really nice to hear you all sharing these experiences you know we're not the only ones that are that are having a tough time with it Molly yeah I could completely agree with that and especially back on what you said about a lot of gym classes I know that before lockdown I was a member at the gym and my gym has a pool and for me the pool is like a savior it's like I've had a bad day it's fine I'll just go and swim for an hour and even if I don't swim it just go into the pool in the sauna just the atmosphere of being in that environment is so great for everyone's mental health and especially now that everything's shut again it's like you don't really know what to do like it's a, it's just a bit lost like I know a lot of my exercise was coming from being in the gym um I would swim you know 30 40 length a day just to get that exercise in and to get that positive mindset going again because that really did keep me going and now that the gym's shut it's just like I can't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah it was really interesting to hear kind of Molly's experience there and how much you know she said the, the swimming made her feel really positive and I think that's something we've all got to appreciate that we're all you know challenge, uh, challenged for a number of different reasons and experiencing different struggles and challenges whether that's working from home you know homeschooling um perhaps not having the environment around us where we can get out and walk and enjoy enjoy nature and your surroundings so I think it's important to not put that pressure on yourself of you know this is what everyone else is doing and I think we should all appreciate that you know if you can get out for 10-15 minutes for a walk then you know that's better than than nothing and, and that's brilliant and I'm I'm a team sport person myself so I really struggle you know to go out and exercise on my own um I don't know why it is I just have to have someone there with me or you know whether it's oh they're still running and I could stop right now so I could do with someone there to keep me going but I've found going out it might be I FaceTime my friend while I'm walking along or um be on the phone to someone and you know you're you're keeping that social interaction and you're exercising as well and you just you don't realize it because you're just away with the conversation because you've not you know spoken or caught up with everyone in a while so you know, I think it's just really important to appreciate everyone's finding it difficult for many different reasons. Yeah, I, I love that, Jade. I completely agree with you there. I know I have um, a background in dance and the team sport is, is such a huge thing as well. You don't realise how much you get done as a team without realising. I know that, that me and my, my friends from dance, we are obviously online now and we have a daily stretch class. Um, and so it's it's only a designated 20 minute slot but we get on we stretch we chat and before we know it it's been an hour um we're all stretched out to the point of like maximum flexibility without even realizing it just because we have been socializing that whole time and and nobody really notices how how much a positive effect that has on you until afterwards and you think you know I really enjoyed that make sure we do sort of stuff like that again and I think that's actually a really nice segue Thank you, guys, um, because we're discussing how difficult it is when you're used to exercising in a community face to face and getting to know the instructor, how difficult it is suddenly going from having all of that support around you um, to trying to go and exercise on your own. And I think this is where the, the Bedford Sport Life offer comes into its own, because rather than the the traditional kind of YouTube workouts where you tend to be just someone on a yoga mat kind of shouting at you to keep going and and that kind of thing and 
and where the the Bedford Sport Live interactive live sessions that that's where they they really make a difference. So, Rob, do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, so, since March in last year, in the first lockdown, we did um, decide that we didn't have, there wasn't many options. What we could do, and we'll try and do something online and offer people the option to find an, an easy way to try and do daily exercise in in a gentle and, and simple way, really. Um, and we, you know, very aware that as we've just been discussing, it's it's not a re- you know not a replacement. It doesn't have the same effect as going to the gym or seeing people. But I think the fact that when you can see there's other people there and there's a, num- a list of people and there's n- there's numbers of how many you're attending um, and it's live, you do feel more engaged to complete it. And you know, myself thinking, oh, I'll do a YouTube video in a minute and get halfway through and the washing machine beeping and I think, oh, I'll, I'll go finish it later and then I'm hungry now and I won't bother. But when, when you are live and you know the person who's delivering it, and I know Rachel's going to say, did I enjoy it? I won't make sure I do it. And um, so hopefully it's it's a nice option to have the the live Bedford Sport Live. And there's a wide program for um, for anybody that's that's on the website and there's things every day. Um, things like yoga and tai chi and dance and, and things like that, um, which is all, all free. There is an option to, to make a donation if you can contribute, um, but it's online and available. Um, and you just click on the links and it drops you into the class. And for young people specifically, you wanted to have something where there was that element of social, like Molly was talking about, op- option to see people that you might know, a regular, and have a chat and a catch up. So um, it's, you know, it's wonderful. It'd be really nice to work together on it with yourself, Ashling, and, and Jade, who at Team Beds and Luton support us with that delivery so that we can we can fund it and sustain this, this project. Um, so we have the yoga with Rachel, followed by an opportunity for a chat and a catch up so um you know it's it's there and allows people to actually have a bit of interaction and, and say how they're doing and how they're feeling um so i think it's it's really nice that we have that on a weekly basis every week on a thursday um from four uh, four o'clock so um yeah always happy to try and adjust that program as well and if people have other ideas of things that they'd like to do and while it's it's the best thing that we can do um we're, we're pleased it's there um, and available Amazing. Yeah, it's such a good offer that you've got and it's such a variety of sports as well. Um, So it's great to be able to get the word out there. And I know, Sam, you've been attending the yoga for a good few weeks now. So how have you found taking part? Um, So having online yoga sessions has meant that I'm still, still able to be active through Young Minds Yoga. I've been able to take part in um, Bedford Sport Live sessions. They have a variety of yoga ranging from chair-based mindful and floor-based to chair dance. It's accessible to all. There are live sessions as well as pre-recorded. I prefer the live sessions because it is more interactive as you can ask questions in between if you need help. Young Minds Yoga with Rachel involves stretching and relaxing and you get to have a chat at the end, which means there's a more personal aspect to it. I enjoy doing the cat and cow pose and the breathing techniques. If there's anything I would like to do more of what's up with me, is then incorporated for the next sessions. There's an option too where you can have your camera off if you prefer to. I think this is good because you don't have to worry about anyone watching you and you're in your own personal space where you can also individually chat to the instructor so your confidentiality is maintained. Thanks for that, Sam. It's so great to hear your perspective. Um, and for you to share I mean they're all the things that we kind of hoped I think me and Rob when we set this up 
we're hoping, you know, um, obviously it's not the same as face to face, but there's got to be some benefits, you know, participating without your camera on could be a lot less daunting than walking into a room for the first time with your first yoga session where you don't know the instructor and you don't know where to stand and you don't know which mat to go to um, so it's great to hear that you're enjoying some of those benefits as well and I was wondering Rachel if we could get your perspective on these sessions because I know you run quite a lot of them. Well for me I have to say yeah I mean like like Robert said we've been doing these almost a year now I mean 10 months which is, is hard to believe, you know, so virtually online for 10 months. And I think the key thing here, which makes us unique, it makes us stand out from all those other hundreds of, as you say, YouTube videos that you can watch on Pilates, is that we're live, you know, we're coming into your living room. I and mean, you said something yesterday, didn't you, Ashling? You said, I really feel like I know your house, Rachel, because I'm in it every Thursday. I'm in your living room. And I, I, I like that. It's a lovely sort of gesture. It's that, OK, well, we're all in this together, but we're really in this together on a Thursday. You know, you come into my house, I hold your hand and guide you through these sessions. And I think for the young people, but also for Bedford Sport Live participants, it's that it's that connection. It, it brings everybody a little bit closer. It unpeels a few more layers. So we feel a bit more connected. Um, rather than just, as you say, somebody bellowing instructions at you on a mat to hundreds of people. Um, and I think maybe that connection, even though it's virtual, somehow is really important. Maybe it makes us feel less vulnerable. Um, it makes us feel part of a community, even if it's online. And those things are really important when people are feeling uncertain about their steps forward um, and, and, and maybe hoping to dispel some of the anxiety that we're feeling by bringing it a bit closer. Um, and I do feel like you're my virtual family. Um, it's a lovely thing. And for me as an instructor, having not been able to get out there and teach that lovely rich diverseness that you get one-to-one, -one, um, it gives me structure, you know, but I think the live essence of it makes us unique. Um, and. I know a lot of people around the country who have nothing like this with their local boroughs, with their local councils. My mother lives in Norwich. There's nothing like that there. I've got a friend in Manchester and a few friends in London. I think if you looked around the country and did some sort of research, and I know Claire is doing research, it would be interesting to see how many other city and borough councils are actually delivering as much as we are in Bedfordshire. Um, to their people, you know, to local people, participants. And, and it's part of surely wrapping our arms around people and saying, we're looking after you mentally, physically, emotionally. We're offering a service that really in these times is quite unique, I think. So, but for me, it's the live essence of the, of the show because in the young persons, I always say to the young participants, what do you want to do next week? What parts of your body do you feel you want to work? Do you want a bit more meditation or would you like to do some more breathing? Um, and Sam certainly last week said, well, could we do stuff for the eyes? Because in lockdown, of course, we're staring at screens a lot more. Our eyes get dry, sore and tired just from being on the computer. So we did a whole five, ten minutes of eye exercises. Um, so each week I try and tailor it to what that young person needs. Um, and, and so I think, again, making it quite unique, tailoring it just to their needs. I think that's great, Rachel and Sam, both that you acknowledge as well the availability of it now to everybody. 
I know that last lockdown, the first one, um, in March, I got back in dance after not participating in it for probably two years, after being a dancer for a good three years. And so it was great to be able to have that space where I could rekindle something that I loved so much before, but in a non-judgmental, safe space. And you don't have to walk into a studio with loads of different people and you don't have to push yourself as far as you would socially in a in a social aspect with meeting so many new people at once and it can be very overwhelming for a lot of people and especially myself um and so it was it was so nice to be able to join you is a choice of if you can have your camera on camera off you don't have to be seen by everybody and you can join from the comfort of your own home so you don't have to look a certain way you don't have to feel a certain way you can just enjoy it yeah it's really great to hear that molly um that you know, the slightly less daunting aspect of being able to keep your camera off and make those social connections in a way that's a lot less pressured is something that you've enjoyed. Um, One of the very few positive things maybe to have come out of these lockdowns. Um, And I was wondering if we could move on to talk about um, the kind of mental health benefits of exercise that we personally have found. And Molly, do you want to talk a little bit about whether you found um, getting involved in dance again or um, any of the other lots of movement that I know you do um, how you found that for your mental health in lockdown yeah so so joining dance again was a huge thing for me because dance was a, a big part of my life as well as gymnastics for the early earlier years of a lot of primary school and beginning of high school was spent of gymnastics and dance and obviously that they're very physical activities to partake in I met a lot of friends through it although sports and and team activities like that can put a lot of pressure on you and so when I got into say year nine sort of thing I did quit because I knew that I didn't have the mental capacity to be doing everything at once um it's, it's difficult to keep up with studying and all of that sort of stuff at the same time so I did stop and which is something that I have come to regret because it's something that I do love doing and so when I was getting involved with dance again in the last lockdown it was such a relief to be able to love something again that I did before and get involved in it without the pressure because it meant that I got involved with outdoor dance in the park when the studios were shut and so we were dancing probably seven or eight hour days um and I made so many amazing friends just in a park. So we would bring up yoga mats and like roll up foam camping mats <laughs> and we'd use them for stretching. And then we'd work on flexibility, we'd work on strength, we'd work on muscles. And just we built such a family, you know, it was it was so great to hear everybody's strengths and weaknesses and be able to help everybody at the same time. And even now like nearly a year later my best friend was found through that and she still remains my best friend and we became friends through dance and then after everything had settled down a little bit when September came around and we returned to schools I I I went back to the studio and I I got back into dance as I had before and I met so many incredible people that were just like me who had said you know I I gave up on something I love doing because I couldn't handle the pressure of it but this has really just given me a break and a chance to think 
why am I giving up something that I love doing so much that actually has such a great effect on me and it really did I know lockdown was immensely challenging for everybody um and I know myself personally it was really hard you know there was a lot of times where I was thinking you know like I'm at breaking point I don't know how I'm gonna I'm gonna do the rest of this three four months of not doing anything not going anywhere but it it really did have such a huge effect on me it it brought me back out of that negative mindset and it was like you have a reason to get up in the morning you have something that you have to go and do you have somewhere you want to be and it it really did bring me out of a bad place and I think that's something so important for everybody else to think of as well who might be considering taking up doing something like that it really has a much bigger effect on you than it than you would realize it's amazing to hear that Molly because obviously you know the mental health benefits that you might traditionally think about when you're talking about exercise is things like endorphins and sciencey stuff but to hear the the community that you you know the friends that you've made and everything that you've been able to access and achieve as well as the kind of the endorphins and the improvement in your performance and dance that kind of has come along with that um, so that's really great to hear thanks Molly Sam it would be great to hear from you what kind of mental health benefits do you experience when you exercise Exercise and the benefits to my mental health is that it makes me feel good, happy, relaxed, and I feel that my body has been energised. My top tip for being active is to do a little bit of exercise each day so that you get time out for yourself as well as time for your body and mind. Yeah, I think that's really great to hear. Thanks, Sam. Yeah, Sam, I completely agree with you there. It's so great to have something it's almost like just pushing a reset button like you could be having an awful day everything's going wrong and I know you know we all have days like that (laughs) however much people don't like to admit it we all have bad days where it just seems like nothing's going our way nothing's working out how we want it to but you know there's times like that where you can say you know what I'm gonna go for a run I'm just gonna go and clear my head and I can come back from that feeling like I've just run a marathon (laughs) when actually I've just been up and down the road a couple times and it, it really is just like pressing reset on your emotions and saying like, I'm going to bring myself back to, to where I am and focus like if this isn't all bad. There are positives still and, and it's OK. It's great to hear that exercise can do that for you. And I think it's also really important that we don't just talk about things like running, more traditional forms of exercise as we would know it. Um, because, you know, when I think of I've I've had my own kind of experiences and that I've been very structured with the exercise that I do. And I've, I used to think oh, I've got to do this. I've got to run this many times a week and weight train this many times a week. But now when I feel like I need to move my body is when I move my body. And that can look like dancing around my kitchen or it can look like going out for a run. Um and it, it can look like whatever feels best for me at that time. Um, so it's great to hear that you're experiencing that kind of emotional reset that you get. Um, did you have anything else to add, Molly? Yeah, it, exactly that, really. And I know that a lot of influencers as well at the moment will say like, oh, exercise, it's all great, running, <laughs> yay. Um, but I know I follow quite a few people that sort of put it into perspective and say, there is more than one form of exercise. Um, 
I know you might have heard of her, Troy and Belisario. She's an actor and and she does a lot of silk work, like aerial silks. And the way she described it was it's it's her escape and gives her the ability to fly. And so I don't know if anybody's ever worked with silks before, but it can be so incredible to, to be above everything and to just leave all the negativity down on the floor and get up on the silks and just move. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Rob, what would you like to say? That sounds really cool. Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, I was going to say, sim- similar to yourself, Ashling, I think I've learned because um, everyone's different in how much sport they like to do or how much exercise they would or wouldn't do. And, and it's been a difficult time so much because like Jade, I play football and social aspect of sport's huge for me. And I think I've put a lot of pressure on myself to try and maintain doing things and found it really hard that you can't really, you've got to accept that the gym is close <laughs> and that's kind of frust- a big frustration. So, um, you know, and I'm lucky to have people around me who, you know, show such kindness to say, you know, reminding to have compassion for myself a little bit that, like you said, sometimes it might just be a walk and that's enough. That's okay. Or you might not do anything. You, there are days where I don't actually do anything. And I think it's all right. It's fine. Nothing's going to happen that I haven't done too much today. Uh, and I do struggle with that. And I know that I, you know, I put myself under pressure to, to do X amount of stuff and what can I do? Um, and I think learning that you can have comp- compassion and try something new. I've tried to do online dance classes and different yoga things that I've not done before. And it, it's, yeah, I think I've learned a lot, which, which I'm grateful for. Yeah, hopefully if that's one thing that we can all take out of lockdown is that that weird pressure to just keep exercising and having to exercise every day and completely transform your lifestyle and move all the time. Um, it just doesn't, I don't know, it certainly didn't do me any good. Um, and, and when I kind of exercise that compassion instead and change to it, just, you know what, actually, there's no reason that I have to do this every day. It's just pressure I put on myself. It doesn't make any difference to anyone else. And as soon as I kind of let that go, I wanted to exercise so much more because I was enjoying the benefits rather than punishing myself because I felt like I had to do it. Jade, what would you like to add? Yeah, just listening to that is, you know, it's really relatable, I think, for a lot of people. And, um, you know, it's great to hear about Molly's, what Molly's doing as well to, to keep busy. And same as Rob, it's, I think this, this period's, you know, we are all looking at sport and physical activity a bit differently, actually, and, and how we can do things. And I think as well, that's raised a lot of opportunities to, you know, find something that you enjoy. Um, and I definitely get that kind of revitalised feeling after going out. It might be a dark day, it's raining and I think, oh, do you know what, I could just, I'll just carry on working. I don't really need. And then I go out for my walk and, you know, it might only be 20 minutes. 30 minutes and I come back and I think oh do you know I feel so refreshed like just walking in the fresh air just seeing what's going on around around you and I get home and I think oh do you know what yeah I can you you just feel completely different you feel a bit more positive your mood's kind of raised and I think you know like Rob said if you need to take time out and, and you can't can't exercise that day you know that's okay it might be you try again the next day and I think it's just important to to you know, listen to your body and how, how you feel and, and do what you can during these these difficult times and hopefully we'll return to some form of normality in the future. Yeah, definitely. Um, and Joe, I'd really love to hear from you, Rachel, what the mental health benefits are for you when you exercise, because obviously it's it's such a massive part of your job. 
physical activity and movement and I'd love to hear your perspective. Well, listening to uh, Rob and Jade there, I'm nodding away and Molly and Sam because I used to be one of those people many years ago who, um, and that's probably how I became a sports coach and into yoga, I used to beat myself up, as it were, if I hadn't had a mile swim and a mile run every day. And I've done a lot of sports since my early 20s as well. Um, and in this lockdown and the subsequent lockdowns, I've had to as well reevaluate. well, what does exercise mean for me? And if movement is still exercise, even if it's getting away from that classic, my heart's going to be pounding, I've got to be sweating. And that's where I think walking or just moving can help because the benefits of just being outside, breathing fresh air, like Jade said, looking around you, maybe even connecting to the fact that you can hear the birds now. You know, if you just listen, the robins are tweeting away, the birds are starting to get ready to kind of get paired up, springs in the air, the bulbs are coming out. So for me, the connection between taking away from traditional exercise, like having to run three or four times a week, to slowing it down and walking, and realising that walking is exercise, but you know, that I think we're sort of getting away from, as you say, that perspective that you have to somehow be sweating in order for it to be acceptable. Um, the benefits are huge, you know, the uplifting of the mood, the fact that if you take yourself away from the computer, even for 20 minutes, there's been studies done that say when you come back, you're more focused, your, your, your concentration levels go up. Um, so I think it's really important to realise that even a little bit of movement, and I, I use that word broadly because I don't like the word exercise. It is so powerful a word. I think it's weighted with guilt, a lot of guilt, and a, and a lot of traditional that it must be this, that, and the other. But a little bit of movement, shall we say, is so beneficial, whether that's getting your yoga mat out, doing a few downward dogs, stretching your hamstrings because they're tight and stubborn because you've been sitting all day, or breathing deeply because you just haven't maybe taken in enough air, or just stretching your arms, or walking around the garden, you know. So, as you say, that concept of what exercise means, that traditional concept, I think it's been turned on its head. And maybe that's not a bad thing. Yeah, I love what you said there, Rachel. Like you said, I'm sitting and nodding away as you talk. Um, I know for me, my original goal for getting into quote quote exercise was originally it was weight loss and I see a lot of influencers that are constantly posting oh you should do this to lose weight oh you should do that oh you should be doing this you should be doing that you should look like this but but really it's, it's not true at all everybody has a different body everybody has different metabolism everybody has different needs you know just because you can run 10k every single day does not mean that everybody else has to and I know like I said about dance, when I first got into dance, I didn't look the same as all the tiny little dancers that, that could get their ankles by their ears and 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 such a, a typical, stereotypical dancer. And so my goal was simply to learn to do the splits because that was something that throughout my childhood I could never do. And I did it and I I stretched when I felt like it. I put pressure on myself to stretch every day, but it, it was impossible let's be real nobody can do that it hurts you end up hurting yourself more than you need to and so I I said you know what I'm going to stretch when I can I'm going to work when I can 
and I'm going to work on myself just because it's something that I want to achieve rather than something that everybody else is telling me I should do. And so I did it and I worked for about three months stretching when I could, when I felt like it, when I felt like my body would allow it. And I I managed to do the splits. And I know that probably sounds like such a, a little thing. But for me, that was huge because it was something that I'd always lacked confidence in. I know I've got a lot of dance friends that are incredibly flexible. And I know that's such a great thing in sport as well is that everybody has a different ability and not everybody's going to be able to kick a football 100 yards. Not everybody's going to be able to hold their ankle by their rear. But I decided to work on that for myself. And and when I had achieved that, it was such an incredible feeling to say, I did this, not because the internet and society was telling me to, but because I wanted to. I wanted to be able to do all this cool stuff. And and like, wow, that's incredible that you can train your body to do that. And and from there, it sort of just skyrocketed my, my enjoyment of exercise. Because I thought, you know, if I can train myself to do this, what, what else can I do? And that was sort of when I really like became, I can't really think of the word, um, accepting of my ability and saying like, I can teach myself to do this it's going to take time and it's going to take work um some a few tears along the way but I can do it and I did and I started running and I started swimming I know swimming for me was such a great outlet because being under the water where there's nobody else around you and no other noise it's so serene and peaceful and it's just such a great escape from everything else that's going on I mean, you'd you'd sit and watch the news and it'd be like, gosh, I really, I really need to, I need to swim. <laughs> and and my goal, I know personally, was always I would do 40 lengths. So I would do 20 and then I would treat myself to 10 minutes in the sauna and then I'd do another 20. But I sort of came to terms with the fact that it's OK if I don't do that, because I'm not always going to have the physical capacity to push myself to my limits. And it really was about coming to terms with that that for me put me in a much positive mindset um I know to start with a lot of it was about weight loss and I was trying to run a mile a day and I was trying to swim 40 lengths a day to fit in with what as somebody who exercises should look like but really it's it's a load of rubbish to be honest because I can exercise looking how I look it doesn't matter how you look bodies are everybody has a different body not no two bodies are the same at all and so you really have to think like everyone's going to work at a different pace everybody's going to learn at a different pace and that's all that matters really once you accept that and then it all became fun for me it was like I can use this as an escape but it's also having a great effect on my body it's keeping me healthy it's keeping me fit but it's also keeping me in a great mindset And just as someone, you know, from my perspective, I remember you telling us about your goals to stretch every day um, and just knowing that 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 was what you were trying to do. And, you know, obviously supporting whatever you wanted to try and achieve. But, um, you know, now hearing your perspective and looking back, I remember you saying that and you seem to be saying it and putting the pressure on yourself and um, doing it because that's what you um you know 
looking back now, I can see you were doing it because it's felt what you felt like you needed to do. Um, and now I'm reflecting on, I think it was last week in one of our meetings and you went, oh, I've just done a stretch session and look here, I can do the splits. And it was like, you were so obviously doing it for you because that's what you wanted to Absolutely. achieve. Absolutely, yes. Like you weren't telling and us all about trying to yeah, do it. You were just exactly. going on and doing it. <laughs> 100%. It was like I hadn't danced in a good three or four months since it getting dreary and horrible outside and going back into lockdown and the studio closing. And I, I just said to myself one day, well, I didn't say to myself, that's not true, actually. My best friend said to me, I noticed that you're struggling at the moment and I'm going to try and help you get out of that and I said okay (laughs) what are we doing and she said well you're going to join our stretch class again and and for me that wasn't a major challenge because this was a group that I'd been a part of for the last year or so and so I'd been on the group before so it was pretty easy for me to just jump on and say hi I'm back (laughs) um and when I did that everybody was so welcoming and said oh I'm so happy to see you we haven't seen you in ages like I hope you're doing okay and exactly that I did one session and came onto the participation meeting afterwards with my phone and said look I might I can hold my ankle by my head (laughs) um and I just it it amazes me that my body is capable of that it's it's just crazy yeah I think I mean Rachel's mentioned it that acceptance seems to be the key in that um, you weren't trying to push your body to do something. You were accepting and enjoying what it can do. Um, and I think that seems to be a bit of a theme from what we've discussed is the the motivation behind what you're doing and why you want to achieve what you're trying to achieve. Um, you know, it needs to come from a good place, ideally. And if it comes from a place of pressure and wanting to change your body, then the mental health benefits that we're all discussing don't necessarily go alongside it. Um, and I'd love to hear from you, Claire, because we've all discussed quite anecdotally our experiences of mental health and physical activity and exercise. And I know the Ready trial is doing more scientific research into the link between the two. So do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, it's been great, actually, listening to everybody and how um, sort of take doing some physical activity has positively impacted them. And, you know, they've, they've changed their own mindset almost about themselves and about exercise and what, what their body can do and what's good for them might not be good for others. And that that's brilliant. And there's a lot of science behind this. Um, so I'm not going to go into too much of it, but there, it's well, it's so well documented about the positivity that any physical activity can bring to so many different conditions, including mental health. Um, I mean, you mentioned earlier, Ashling, the endorphins, which when we take part in physical activity, our body releases that hormone, which is the happy hormone. And it's not surprising then, Molly, that you sound so happy being able to do these things because your body's probably releasing these, these hormones um, that, you know, everyone could probably feel at the end of their exercise, you often feel exhausted, but you also feel elated at the same time. And it's this, this max, and then you often want to do more because you want that feeling again and it's sort of like it does does help to keep on going and just do bits where you can um and an interesting fact is a lot of chronic health conditions including depression are actually linked to high levels of inflammation which 
um, sort of like have a very detrimental effect within the body. Um, and physical activity has been shown to reduce um, the systemic inflammation that can be created um, from, from these conditions. So it does help the body to battle um, these, these type of things. And with COVID-19 out there, reducing inflammation stuff, it can, is even more of a benefit now. So um, the, Re the READY trial is interested in all of this, the science and putting the physical activity together. So there is huge amount of acceptance of the benefits on, of exercise on um, health and well-being. However, there is no real um, prescription for exercise. We all do it as and when we want to. But what if you could prescribe physical activity as an actual intervention for mental health conditions? So, you know, as it like cognitive behavioural therapy or, or counselling, things like that, people are put on these programmes. What if you could actually be, be be put on a program of physical activity where they design it for you you take part in these groups or, or do it so um, on your own and um you, you try and improve your mental health in that in that respect um and this is what the ready trial is looking into we're um seeking sort of young people 13 to 17 um with living with low mood or depression and we'd like to see if we can prescribe um, an exercise program that would improve their symptoms. We're also interested in, does it matter what type of exercise? I think we alluded to earlier, you know, does it matter what, what you do to make yourself feel better? Can you stretching help? Do, do you have to go for the traditional runs things? So we're looking at different intensities of the exercise. So we're also comparing high intensity exercise like hit training versus a lower intensity exercise such as stretching or Pilates. Does it matter? So do you have to get that heart rate up to get those endorphins to get that benefit? Um, and there is very little of that kind of scientific evidence, even though everyone accepts it's it's good for you. There's very little evidence from an actual sort of clinical trial, which is considered a gold standard when you're testing new interventions and treatments um, about about how exercise can improve these symptoms in mental health in young people. And the READY study is currently recruiting young people to take part in the in our trial to answer this question. Molly, was there something you wanted to add? Yeah, I, I love that that concept, Claire, about treatment with physical activity. Um, I know that I see a personal trainer and I know that, that personal training can be incredibly expensive for what it is. And luckily I'm very lucky with the gym that I attend that they run a, a personal training program alongside your membership so I meet I met with a personal trainer and we addressed my goals for my ability my physical capacity of what I could do and we said these are this is where I want to be and this is how long I've got to be there and then we worked towards what I can do to get where I want to go and within a couple of weeks I was everything we'd worked on I was finding easy so I know that was something so huge for me when I first started my programme, looking at these exercises I was doing and saying, I, I can't do these. These are too hard. Whereas like three, four weeks later, I was smashing it. I was saying, you're going to have to give me something a little bit harder because I'm finding this easy now. And, and the mentality of realising this is something that I couldn't do and now I can do it. That was so energising and it, it just makes you so happy to realise you are capable of it. And I think, yeah, that is something that really needs to be incorporated into mental health treatment as well. I think it's so great for somebody to be able to say, look, we think that, that you can do this and that it's, it's going to bring you some happiness. 
and for somebody to say that to you and offer you help with that is so amazing yeah and hopefully you know we don't know what the outcome for the trial will be but as you said Molly um you know personal training can be really expensive and money can be a barrier to accessing exercise so you know when we're when we're talking about this maybe if it could be prescribed as an intervention for mental health treatments maybe we could make it more accessible in some ways that more high intensity exercise so that would that would be you know a really nice outcome if that was possible Rachel was there something you wanted to add yeah there is thank you just a question to Claire really I mean I find that extraordinary Claire that we've only I think that goes back to my point about classic forms of exercise you know running swimming even the gym cardiovascular stuff and will your ready trial look at how the pandemic um affects young people and will you look at then non-conventional um sort of exercise like perhaps yoga walking um pilates i mean you know will your ready trial actually look at that and i think it's so interesting as you say that nothing yet has been done looking at you know those non sort of like all those less classic sort of exercise um, regimes that you say that young people could do and whether they have an effect on the mood. Um, and particularly from a yoga perspective, the last thing I want to say is that, you know, meditation, a lot of people say, well, I can't meditate, I can't sit still, my mind won't stop. And often people are worried that if they're already feeling anxious, that it will make them more introverted. But studies have shown again, um, certainly with the Bihar School of Yoga in India, where just deep breathing can help with not only sort of great lung capacity, which in the COVID sense is incredibly good for the, the vascular region, but also can lift mood. Um, so, yeah, just a couple of questions there for Claire, if that's OK. Yeah, absolutely. And they're, they're very, very interesting. And um, COVID obviously um, has been quite an impact on our on our trial. Uh, it wasn't planned. Obviously, we could we were supposed to we were due to start last year at March when we pretty much went into lockdown the first time, and we've had to adapt to actually the new situation. And as such, we have had to review what exercises you know you offer, and that has opened up a lot more to us because we need to be COVID safe, social distancing, thing things like that as well. Um, so yes, COVID will have an impact on the study, and hopefully we'll get some answers about that during the course of the trial. Anyway, because they will be asked to complete questionnaires throughout the exercise program, um, so we, we might get out of there a little bit about how, how people are feeling. Uh, but the different courses, which is why the high intensity versus low intensity. That's the question that's um, really going to sort of like um, be interesting to, to see the results. Is there a difference? I mean, a lot of people think this traditional idea that you've got to you've got to sweat, you've got to have a high heart rate to actually get any benefit from exercise for any condition, including mental health. Is 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 is, is that correct? You can easily sort of like work your body and your your mind um, by you know lower intensity exercises and that might be exactly what's needed for someone with low mood and depression and if they show that they're exactly the same then you don't need to be an athlete to take part in these programs this can be open to anyone and because the activities we're suggesting they're accessible for everybody so we're not saying you have to have expensive equipment or anything like that you 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 can just do stretching if that if that's what that you you choose to do take part in a pilates do some hit training which you can do at home we're having to run online at the moment so a lot of our things are that kind of um you know chair-based activities things you could easily do in, inside during lockdown as well 
Um, so it will be a very interesting result to see if there is a difference between those two intensities. Um, and hopefully that will lend and give some, you know, confidence to people who aren't as physically, you know, active or achievers as others. Yeah, because as well, young people, if they're not working, if they've lost their jobs in the pandemic, aren't going to have um, money to buy expensive equipment or maybe be able to afford a personal trainer. And um, Molly's quite lucky. So, yes, I guess the COVID um, whole restrictions will impact on people's ability to be able to access sport. So that will maybe determine your, your study even more, Michael. Absolutely. And the, the original plan was to run these programmes face to face at our sports partnership venues. Um, obviously, we adapted those. We initially adapted it so it was socially distanced, but still face to face. Now we've had to go completely online. So the exercise protocols that we started with have changed three times uh, since we start, first started planning. And um, now, because people will be doing them in their own homes, it very much is, is you need to have the bare, bare minimum of what's required. And I mean, most of the things can be done on the spot with no equipment required. You just need space um, at home and, and not much space. Um, you can a lot of the things is on the spot, as I say. So hopefully it will be accessible to everybody and would like to encourage people from all um, sort of like areas, backgrounds to consider taking taking part. And can I just add briefly, and I won't be long, that's the beauty, I think, of the Bedford Sport Live and the CAMS Yoga is all you need is space. You don't even have to own a yoga mat. All you need is a chair, the chair yoga, um, and a towel or a normal slip surface. So, again, if young people haven't got the money, um, and, and let's face it, many people are losing their jobs and, you know, finding financial difficulties at the time, it's more of a reason in, in a way to make it accessible for all, isn't it? Yeah, it sounds like you've done an amazing amount of work kind of adapting this trial to suit the very unfortunate circumstances and the timing. Um, but it also sounds like there's going to be an amazing amount of implications from the results of this study. Um, it sounds like it's going to tell us an awful lot, which is fantastic. Um, and hopefully we can, we can have you back on maybe with some of the young people who participate and hear all about how the trial's going or any results that you get because it would be great to keep updated with that that would be great we'd, we'd love to come back up and um, sort of like let us know how it's going at the moment we are this is the fee what we call the feasibility study so it's the smaller study before we go to a main trial so the, the, the we're looking for around 80 young people at the moment for this phase but we will be increasing to over a thousand in the main study so it's going to be going on a while and we'll hopefully um feed out and like you say about the implications this could be such a cost-effective way for people you know mental health services to treat people um in an alternative to you know antidepressant therapies or counseling um that it, it could have massive implications from a whole range of um, views and yeah it's amazing and it's amazing to think it hasn't been done sooner isn't it um, but I can't wait. And um, if there's any young people who were interested in getting involved in the trial, Claire, how would they do that? So we have a website um, and you can contact the research team um, from that. That's readytrial.co.uk. Uh, you can find out more about the study on there, see if you wrote of interest to you um, and then contact us through that way. We're on Twitter as well. Um, so you can just follow us, Ready Trial, um, and just sort of see the updates, which we'll, we'll give those. 
Um, and we're hopefully we're going to sort of like start putting things a bit more out there on social media so people can find out. And as we start understanding a bit more, we'll be publishing, hopefully, so we can get it out there. But, yeah, the website will give a lot more information and is the most accessible um, way to get in touch. Great. Thanks, Claire. Um, and while we're while we're kind of plugging availability, Rob, do you want to tell us a little bit about the best way of getting involved with all of the Bedford Sport Live activities that we've got going and tell us all about the fantastic website you set up for the CANS yoga sessions as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if people would like to um, to join the sessions, they can visit um, co, and I'm sure we'll be able to find all that information um, online or by contacting us via email. You can email myself, robert.lindsay at bedford.gov.uk or also contacting yourself Ashling if people have um, direct contact with you um, but there's videos on there examples of the sessions um, and people can also find out a little bit more information on mental health support from from national organizations as well as well as cams who we're, we've been really great to work with over the last few years myself jade and rachel and have been able to provide these sessions um, which is great um, and then there's also Bedford Sport Live, which is the wider program every day, which isn't so focused on mental health. But I think as we've discussed over the last hour or so of this podcast is that um, we know that exercise is, is really beneficial for people's mental health. So then www.bedfordsportlive.crd.co also got all my contact details and information for all the sessions. Amazing. Thank you, guys. And we'll put all the links up to this below the podcast where people are listening to as well. Um, so they'll be readily accessible. Um, oh, it's been amazing to talk to you all today. Um, I think we decided we were going to finish this podcast with some top tips for keeping active at the moment. Um, and I'm going to start. That's one of the perks of being the host. I don't have to worry that you're all going to take my top tip. Um, so my top tip would be after reflecting on all of these conversations, um would be to look at why you're exercising and if it's you feel like you have to do the exercise then maybe that's why you're struggling with it um so my top tip would be really um a more kind of philosophical reflective thing to to question why why you're doing the exercise and are you doing it because you have to do a session today or because you've had a long day and you just want to exercise and have a reset? Um, so that's my top tip. Uh, Molly, would you like to go next? Yeah, um, I think my top tip would definitely be work to nothing more than your own ability. You know, like I said, everybody's body is different. We can all work to different capacities don't look at somebody else and think oh I need I need to be able to do that why can't I do that because every single body is different everybody has different mus muscles everybody has different bones everyone is different and you can only work to your own capability so you have to remember you're doing it for yourself not to be somebody else thanks Molly what about you Jade uh, well my top tip leads on quite well from Molly's actually so um it'd be around um a little and often so like Molly said if you're not quite 
feeling up to it or you're having a down day or a tough week you know if you can only get out for 10 15 minutes then you know you're still doing something and you're still moving in some way and you will feel feel the benefits you know when you've got back with enhanced mood or you know refreshed mind so um that'll be my top tip and you know don't don't compare yourself to anyone else everyone's individual thanks jade um claire what would your top tip be I think from my point of view, I, I think if you're feeling overwhelmed about starting exercise, you're not someone who was doing it previously and you're thinking, I can't just start running. Well, don't start by running. Start by just walking up and down the stairs at home. Start by just walking down down to the bottom of the road. Your, your body will start adapting to it that way. So be kind to yourself and accept what you can do rather than trying to think of the end goal try and do little you know build up to to that thing and even if you only do five minutes it's better than nothing so um just because the government has said you can go out for so long every day doesn't mean you have to do that so um you know do do what you can when you can that's such a good one and so articulately worded thank you um rob would you like to go next um yep uh, i think my two things would be to have compassion for yourself as i said earlier you know you don't have to do something every day you can have days off you can you can try something and not enjoy it and try something else um and that leads me on to, to trying something new i think i've missed the things i love doing which i can't do and rather than than pine for them and wish i could go and play football i've tried some new things and um, found them hard but enjoyable. Um, been as Molly mentioned earlier, different kinds of things. Um, my girlfriend really likes uh, Lindy Hop dancing, so I've been having a go at that on YouTube, and it's not easy, but it's it's new and it keeps me active. So try something new. Oh, I love that. I love that. Not judging what you're doing and just enjoying it. Sounds amazing. Rachel, what would your top tip be? Oh well, I think everybody said everything already. I wrote down a few. Th- things earlier and the first word that came was bite-sized chunks so if we you can do things in bite-sized chunks a little bit like bear said if you've never ran before then don't think you're going to run you know you feel overwhelmed by the thought starting just start maybe by 10 minutes walking around the block um even see if you can phone a friend while you do it because often when you're walking and talking you end up talking for longer and walking for longer And also, if you've got access to a garden, I appreciate not everybody does, but even just a little space where you can maybe get outside. The first thing I learned in yoga was that when you put your hands in the earth, it is said to release pheromones that make us feel good. So the soil and that lovely smell of the soil comes up. So gardening and just planting something, particularly this time of year, is said to have a grounding and very centering effect on us. And the feel-good factor, the endorphins, again, the pheromones from the soil is said to make us feel good. And if you've ever kind of spent a day gardening or being in the garden, not only do you end up with a bit of a backache, but you do actually feel quite good. So maybe if you've just got a window or a little little piece of grass outside, plant something and get your hands in the soil. And uh, you'll be amazed how earthing and, and grounding that can feel, particularly if you've got high levels of anxiety going on, a little bit of gardening. Can, can have an amazing effect. So just something a bit different I wanted to add there. Yeah, I love that, Rachel. And, you know, I've never really thought of gardening as when I think of traditional exercise and sport. Um, but when I think about after I've spent the day in the garden, I'm absolutely shattered. Um, it's definitely hard work. So thank you for raising something like that that's 
not as traditional, but still has amazing benefits. Um, and Sam, would you like to share your top tip with us? My top tip for being active is to do a little bit of exercise each day so that you get time out for yourself as well as time for your body and mind. Yeah, I love that, that the emphasis that it's for your body and for your mind and taking that time out. It's really good to hear that, that that's what exercise does for you. It's amazing to hear all of your top tips. Thank you for sharing them, everyone. Um, and it's been a fantastic podcast to be a part of. Um, you've all been really articulate and had some great things to say. So thank you all for coming on. I hope it's been a good experience for you all. Um, and I hope that these top tips and everything else we've discussed has been really helpful. Um, I know we always, I mean, I always need to remind myself of these things. I know I'll be listening to this podcast just to remind myself to be a bit more compassionate or maybe just the benefits of how good I'll feel after I've moved my body when I've done eight hours sat at the desk. Um, so hopefully that the information that we've shared and that we've discussed will be really helpful for everyone listening. Um, and thank you so much for being involved, everyone. Thank you, Ashlyn. You've been a wonderful host. Thank you. I've really enjoyed it and learned lots. Thank you, Ashlyn. Thank you so much. It was a good experience. Yeah, thanks for inviting me along. I'm so glad to hear it's been a good experience for you all. Thank you. You've been listening to Cam's Talk, a podcast brought to you by the Luton and Bedford Cam's team and the Luton and Bedford Service User Participation Group. If you'd like to hear more from us, just go over to camstalk.com and subscribe. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts or any of the other platforms that you're using. Once you've subscribed, you'll get notification on your device every time we release a new episode. If you want to comment or share your views, you can contact us on Twitter using at camstalk or you can send us an email using info at camstalk.com. One last thing before we go. Don't forget to use the hashtag CamsTalkPodcast whenever you comment on social media. We'll speak to you soon.